I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is The Green Sense Show, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. Plastic waste is the environmental challenge of the decade. Last month, we took a deep dive and explored research being done in Argonne National Labs and Cornell University to restructure plastic waste at the molecular level. This week, we have a guest that is tackling the plastic waste problem on a local, more practical level. Kelly Pellick lives on the north side of Chicago and is a devoted recycler and environmentalist who was disillusioned with the U.S. recycling system and launched the refillery in early 2021, and she joins us now to tell more. Kelly, welcome to the Greenstone Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, you're a champion for change, and you're making your community better through innovation, the kind of people we like to highlight here on Green Sense. Uh, many people talk about changing the world, but few really do it. Where did you get your passion for making your community more sustainable? Yeah, I, you know, I grew up as a young kid um, on a small town in Ohio, um, and kind of being environmentally friendly was just sort of the way of life, right? Uh, my parents had a huge garden growing up and they, you know, my mom dried her laundry on a, a clothesline rather than using the clothes dryer and sort of like unintentionally eco-friendly. Um, so I just kind of grew up doing all those things and then moved to Chicago um, when I was in my 20s and was an avid recycler. I was my Chicago recycling block captain. I'm out there <laughs> championing to people to put their things in the blue bins and recycle appropriately. Um and then, as you said, I, I sort of became kind of disillusioned with the recycling system as I found, you know, the statistics that come out about it in the U.S. and in Chicago overall, are just pretty appalling, right? Like most of the stuff we actually put in those bins isn't getting recycled. Um, so I just kind of personally wanted to do more um, and sort of taking a look around my house saying like, hey, how can I get less plastic? You know, like an easy solution, like let me get rid of my shampoo bottle. What's a sustainable solution for that? And you can go down a rabbit hole with sustainable eco-friendly goods for in all kinds of different pathways. Um, and I found myself spending so much time researching products, looking for different products, finding ones that were good, trying them out. And I thought, you know, I can't be the only one doing this, right? Like, you have to be other people who are just as passionate about combating plastic waste and doing things in a more sustainable way. Um, and what if we could bring everyone together and make it easier for them to get products like this? Um, so that's kind of what started the, the concept. So so was it your parents that uh, instilled that in you or did you learn any of that in school? How, how did you get that passion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was a geography major. So um, I'm into maps, kind of into the environment, that kind of stuff. But I don't necessarily have a formal background in sustainability. Um, yeah, I think it was just a matter of growing up and and knowing that, you know, the earth is precious and, and that we should try to keep our imprint as small as possible. Um, like I said, my parents were kind of unintentionally eco-friendly without necessarily <laughs> meaning to be, but um, some of those practices are just, were things I did every day, right? So it was like, well, yeah, why would you use your clothes dryer when you don't you know, need to? You know, sustainability is all about having a depression mentality, right? It's, it is. It's conserving it, everything and, you know. It is. Being... And, you know, if we went back, you know, into the the years before plastic was big, the, that's the kind of stuff we're getting back to now, right? Really interestingly, like, I remember seeing um, a razor in like my grandma's bathroom when I was a kid. And I was like, what is that thing? You know? And now we're kind of like, we shifted into these plastic disposable, awesome razors. And then we realized they're not awesome. So now we're shifting back to kind of those like goofy looking ones that maybe grandma had um, back in the day. So, yeah. Well, a term you don't hear anymore is Yankee or American ingenuity. And it's something American soldiers were known for because uh, they would engineer solutions in the field to solve military challenges during World War II. 
And we now have a society that relies on government to solve many of our problems. And government has tried to tackle recycling, but they haven't done a very good job on it. What's your opinion about government involvement in recycling? Yeah, I mean, the government could certainly do more um, to help us kind of recycle, but should they? Uh, yeah, like recycling just isn't the answer, I think, though, right? Like everybody says reduce, reuse, recycle, but I would say it's reduce, reuse, refill, right? You know, you know, recycling isn't the answer to our plastic problem, because even if you recycle the plastics, they can only be done maybe once or twice, depending on the quality of the plastic. And, and then you get to a point where it can't be used anymore, right? So you're still ending up with a plastic problem, even if it's getting recycled appropriately. So um, I just, I personally don't think that recycling is the solution. Um, so I think, you know, the government should have it in place and what we can recycle, what we can repurpose, like we obviously should. Um, and the government should do as much as possible to kind of assist us in doing that. Um, but we as consumers should take it upon ourselves and say like, all right, you know, we have to come up with some other solutions. We have to look elsewhere than recycling. That's just not the answer moving forward, you know? Well, I agree that we have to be self-reliant and come up with our own solutions here because I, I don't think we should rely on government. So let's talk about your solution. The refillery has yeah. refill bars that allow customers to fill up uh, uh, reusable jars or bottles with consumables uh, replacing individual plastic containers. Great idea. Uh, the refilleries in Humboldt Park, uh, tell us about the bulk products that you offer that people can refill. Yeah, so we started, we did a, um, we had a, a pop-up run in the Westtown Chambers spot. It was um, on Chicago and in, in, in Westtown, basically. Um, and we started there kind of with like a smaller footprint and we just recently moved to our permanent location. So we have more space for stuff. Um, so we've expanded a bit. We have a lot of personal care items like shampoo, conditioner, um, body wash, lotion, that kind of things. And then we also have stuff for your house. So we have um, like cleaning products, dish soap, laundry detergent. Um, we're expanding into our bulk food section. So we weren't able to have food at the pop-up location, but at the new store, again, we have more space and um, we're able to get a food license. So we are able to sell like dry goods um, think like oats, flour, things like that. Um, again, trying to target some of those things that come in big plastic bins, like olive oil or maple syrup, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. Um, so we're slowly kind of building out what we have. We're working with some local, uh, coffee roasters to bring you zero waste coffee, some local tea shops so we can get zero waste tea, um, from some Chicago tea vendors. And yeah, we're taking a lot of feedback from our customers, kind of like, hey, what would you guys like to see here? <laughs> and we'll just keep sort of building out what we offer. It's as, always uh, good to listen to the customers. So yeah. how does it work? Do you buy a membership or do you pay as you go or a combination of both? You pay as you go. Um, so for now, we offer all our refills in store. So you can bring in your own container. If you have you know, a shampoo bottle at home, you want to refill, you can bring that in. Um, you can also use, we have, we take jar donations, which half of which are probably from my kitchen, the depression era <laughs> thinking you're talking about. I have like a whole jar collection. My husband would love me to get rid of. Um, so you can grab one of those and refill it if you didn't bring a container. We also sell cool little refillery type bottles that look nice on your counter. You know, if you want like a pretty dish soap container. Um, moving forward, we're going to start offering a subscription service where people could kind of mm -hmm. sign up and say, you know, I want hand soap delivered once a week. And then we would show up with the bottle, swap it out for your old one and, and kind of close the loop on that as well. So, so how'd you come up with the idea? Um, I was looking for a store <laughs> like this and there are just really few options in Chicago, surprisingly for like as big of a city as we are and as big of a population, there's really few options to get like refill products 
like that. Um, and I just, I thought we needed one basically, right? I can see, I think you need like a, re my vision is like a refill store on every corner, right? Not necessarily the refillery, but like instead of your standard, like mini mart, you would walk in and go to a refill store instead, right? So that's what, that's kind of what we need to like really be eco-friendly, um, you know, and thinking about carbon emissions and everything else, right? That would kind of pull it all together. <laughs> so you can get your refills, not have to drive there and uh, lessen your footprint all around. Well, I love it. And the challenge, though, is people make a lot of money on packaging and marketing, and that's how they differentiate the products, but there's a big cost to the environment. So yeah. tell me, how is your concept good for the environment, and how do you quantify that? Yeah, so all of our products are zero waste. So I only work with suppliers that will take their bottles back and also refill them. So it's, you know, it's a, a growing refill kind of spectrum, right? Um, so if, you know, a company puts their thing in a bulk container, it's also in plastic and they don't take it back, then I don't see the point, right? Um, so we only work with companies that will, they call them closed loop returns. Um, so they will close the loop and they take it back and they will refill it um, and repurpose it again. Um, or a lot of our products too, um, maybe aren't refill, but they're package free. So there's nothing, you know, we have like toilet bombs. They're just a little a little piece of, it's a white thing and you stick it in your toilet <laughs> and it cleans it, right? Um, so there's no package involved with it. There's nothing around it. Um, we have a lot of stuff in compostable packaging as well because I think compost is sort of, if you ask for my, what should we do instead of recycle? I think we should get a municipal compost service. <laughs> like that's what Chicago could provide, I think, to um, really make a change. Uh, so we have a lot of products that are compostable and we offer, which I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, we call it a bring it back program. So pretty much anything that you buy in the store, we want you to bring it back. So you would bring it back and refill it. You would bring it back and we'll compost it for you if you don't compost at home. Um, so that you're kind of taking the guesswork out of it for people. So they don't have to think about what do I do with this when I'm done with it? Just bring it back and we'll take care of it for you. So you take a, so it makes an easy process for people who maybe aren't super familiar with everything. And that's a great idea. If manufacturers were responsible for everything they sold and had to have a closed loop system where they took it back, <laughs> right? we'd have a lot less problems out there. It's so, so true. <laughs> are you, are you quantifying your success anyway, showing how much your uh, less impact on the environment your operation has? Yeah, we have, um, I'm working with a local artist and she's going to do kind of a pretty chalkboard thing um, in the back of the store for us. Uh, and one of the sections I want to be like, how many plastic bottles have we saved, right? So I'm going to quantify like, here's how much we've refilled. Like, here's the average bottle that would have been, you know, a shampoo bottle kind of thing. And then that way we can kind of provide people like a constant feedback of, hey, we saved, you know, a million bottles from the landfill. <laughs> like that would be the the goal. Right. Um, yeah. And then it just gives people a visual so they can kind of see like, oh, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of waste. And, you know, people think that like one person can't do much, right? But I would say that's not the right mindset at all. You know, <laughs> if everyone in the world got rid of just their shampoo bottle, imagine how many shampoo bottles that is that we're keeping out of a landfill, right? So we had the founder of Greenpeace on the show and I asked him that question. I said, well, yeah. you know, when you started Greenpeace, you were one person and you made a difference. And I, I said, do you think one person can still make a difference? And he said, that's the only way you can make a difference is with that <laughs> one person. true, so. <laughs> right? It's so true. You're asking about if the government should do it. I'm like, I mean, Sure, but like we need to do it. <laughs> like you need to take it on yourself and do it, really. Like that's the answer these days. Yes. So what's often good for the environment is also good for the pocketbook. Uh, when you have minim minimal packaging costs, then your sales price should be reduced. So talk about the economics to the consumer 
by uh, being able to purchase products in bulk using their own containers and how, how much they save. Yeah, um, a lot of our prices are comparable to what you would see for a traditional, like a dish soap. Our dish soaps are about the same price as it would be if you bought like a regular, another dish soap in the store. Um, one of the big, biggest savings, I think, is if you buy reusable products, like we sell reusable paper towels, and think of how much you spend on paper towels for the rest of your lifetime. You come buy a roll of ours, they're you know $30, and then that's it. <laughs> you never need to buy paper towels again. Um, and especially we give Wait, a discount talk about that. How do you have reusable paper towels? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> um, they, they're, they're made of like a cotton flannel material um, and they come on a roll. So you can just, you know, pull them off. And then I, have, of course, I use them in my house. Um, but I just throw, you throw them in the laundry and then you just kind of re-roll them back on the roll and stick them back on your paper towel roll. And they pull them right off like you would a regular paper towel. So Again, wow! Wonderful you talked to my idea. husband. We haven't had, <laughs> we haven't had paper towels in my house in like ten years, and uh, much to, much to everyone's dismay when they come over, and I don't have napkins or paper towels around. Um, but those are some great ways you can save, right? You buy cloth napkins, you don't need to buy napkins ever again, right? Um, what about health issues uh, when you're using reusable containers? Maybe people don't wash those, especially when you're dealing with food. Now, how do yeah. you protect the consumer uh, from containers that may not be clean? and impact your your product. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if a customer brings in their own container and wants to fill it with shampoo or dish soap, we welcome that. That's completely fine. Um, for all of our food products, we only offer containers that have been sterilized, right? So um, if you bring in a jar and you say, I want to fill this with oats, I'll say, well, you know, I'll take that, take one of our sanitized containers and, you know, we kind of swap it out basically. So we give them a comparable jar that's already been cleaned um, and then they don't have to worry about it. And then we take those ones back and get them cleaned as well. So they're ready to go for the next person. So containers come in many different sizes. How, oh, yeah. <laughs> how do people buy stuff? Do they buy by the pound, by the ounce? It's uh, by the ounce. Yeah. So almost everything we sell is, is by weight. So if you bring in a container, um, we'll, we tear it out. It's called, so you stick the container on the scale and then it removes that weight, right? So then it'll say like negative nine ounces. You fill it with whatever you're going to get, and then it's only weighing that product, right? So you're not paying for the cost of your container weight on top of it. So that's how we're able to kind of refill anything you want, right? <laughs> you can bring in any yeah. container you want. We'll just pretend like it didn't exist and then fill it with your product. So you're a woman-owned business, and this is the decade of the woman. Uh, it is. There are many entrepreneurial programs to assist women-owned startups, such as Accelerators, uh, VC funds and technical assistance. Have you been able to take advantage of any of these programs to start your business? Yeah, I participated in the um, the Chicago Small Business Association offers a series of webinars, and I did their whole um, I did the whole series, and then I was able to apply for some um, funding that was given to people who participated in that program. Um, we're still out there looking, you know, we'd love to get, we applied for some grants from the city of Chicago. We'd love to get considered for some of those in the future. Um, and then that's on court of our to-do list um, to get, to well, look into Lightfoot other funding sources. To the show, so maybe you can oh, awesome. A yeah, right. That'd, that'd be great. Um, yeah, we're looking into other funding sources. I have this dream of bringing zero waste wine into the picture because um, I think that would be like a really fun, cool um well, if you for bring me any wine, I won't waste any. So uh, make it zero waste. <laughs> Isn't wine always zero waste in my house? Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but yeah, like it's a, it's a big startup for something like that, you know. So um, yeah, we're going to be looking into getting some other funding sources uh, to get some of our programs going and and just to expand more, right? Like I said, we'd love to have kind of a refill store on every corner. So if we could open more locations and get it to more people, we get a lot of people who come in and they're like, you know, I don't live in the area. I love this, but like. 
you know, you're not going to go to that store every day to get all your stuff if you have to drive there 20 minutes, right? So it'd be great to have kind of these all over the city, right? We'd love one in every neighborhood so that people can access these goods very readily. Well, you started your business during COVID. Uh, What challenges and opportunities did that present? Yeah, uh, COVID's a great time to do everything, right? (laughs) (laughs) One of the opportunities, I think, was just that, you know, I've talked about wanting to do this for probably like five years now, um, but COVID kind of pushed me to actually do it, right? It was like, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) we're all sitting at home thinking like, what should I be doing with my time? (laughs) Um, And it was was like the time to pursue your passion, right? It's like, why am I doing anything other than like what I really want to do in life, right? And this was just something I've always kind of been interested in, always wanted to bring to the city and bring to the community. Um, And so COVID kind of pushed me in that direction, I guess. to help me do it. Some of the challenges were just, you know, we opened officially, you know, incorporated last year, but we didn't actually open until last, um, this past summer. So in 2022, um, when COVID was, I don't know, ending, is COVID over? (laughs) I'm still not really (laughs) sure these days, but, um, yeah. So luckily we were kind of on the tail end of it. So we didn't have to deal with a lot of the, like, um, requirements and sanitizing and and all of those kind of like not having people in store issues that we did. Um, we sort of, I think a bonus of COVID too, was it sort of prepared you to go into another pandemic. So I made sure we already had like an online store that you can like shop online, pick up in store, do curbside delivery um, if needed. So we're like, we're prepared if we have to go back into another lockdown <laughs> type situation, hopefully never well, again, but <laughs> Startups are hard. They require yeah. total dedication and focus. Uh, what's been your biggest challenge to get this off the ground? It's it's, it's a lot. Um, I have two kids as well. So uh, I have a three-year-old and a five-month-old. So um, it's a constant struggle as anyone who is a women-owned business or any business owner knows and you have children, right? It's like they're constantly wanting your time and attention and you want to give them your time and attention. And you also want to give your other baby, your business, your time and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the biggest challenge, I think, is just kind of finding time to to do it all. Um, I have a great staff now, and I'm also practicing delegating things. So <laughs> I've been getting them to help me out with a lot more. Important like, lesson to learn as an entrepreneur. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I, I have some great, some great um, guys and gals working with me. And so I couldn't do it without them. I appreciate all their help. Uh, yeah. Well, you have one of the most important things. That's a great attitude because uh, uh, that goes a long way uh, when you start a new business. Well, you've dared to dream and now you're living your dream as the founder of Refillery. Uh, what gives you the most pleasure? Um, hearing people be excited about it. You know, I love when people walk in the store and, you know, they're excited about the concept and then they kind of geek out over all of the products that I also geek out about, you know, like you can get a candle and a compostable sleeve. I'm like, yeah, isn't that cool? (laughs) Um, And kind of just, that brings me so much joy, right? When people were excited about it and excited about the idea and maybe you weren't even eco-friendly before, right? It wasn't, didn't cross your mind. And then you think, let me step in here. And then you get excited about it as well, you know? So the more people we can get excited about sustainable products and sustainable solutions. I just, that's great. That brings me, that brings me joy every day. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, I think all change starts at the local level and then it becomes national or or global. And the Chinese proverb states that the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step and you've taken the hardest step. You've started this. Yeah. (laughs) Any plans to expand your operation beyond Chicago? Uh, Yeah, hopefully. Like I said, we need one on every corner, right? Let's take on the the U.S., right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I have a sister-in-law in Denver. I keep trying to convince her to open a, oh, a branch out perfect. there maybe, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like the perfect spot for it. So yeah, like I said, we'd love to get into some other neighborhoods here, but um, yeah, I mean, eventually, like I said, we, I'd love to have refill stores everywhere. You know, they really should be taking over the world. Um, and there's a lot of them popping up around uh, the country. So if you if you peruse Refill Stores USA, you'll get a lot of new stores coming coming into the, the area. So it's great. Well, Kelly, I really enjoyed speaking with you and it's nice to have you in the city uh, doing something for your community and making a positive change. Yeah, thank you so much. Stop by sometime. We'll, we'll hook you up with some refill products. Well, my uh, daughter lives in Bucktown, so it'd be an oh, easy place to do. <laughs> perfect, yeah, bring her on by. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. My guest was Kelly Pellick, a women-owned entrepreneurial business that is using some good old-fashioned American ingenuity to reduce plastic waste in her community. I'm Robert Colangelo. Visit GreenSenseShow.com to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. And thank you for listening to The Green Sense Show. And check out The Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago.